0: Welcome back to Cults Daily. Every day in April, we're breaking down various predictions made by different cult leaders. Today we're looking at the Sullivan Institute, founded by Saul B. Newton and his wife Dr. Jane Pierce in 1957. It was designed to be an alternative to the traditional nuclear family, part therapy center, part polyamorous commune. We hope you enjoy the episode. Be sure to come back tomorrow for a brand new installment of Cults Daily. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It was a sticky July night in 1985 on Manhattan's Upper West Side. The corner of 100th and Broadway was just two blocks from Riverside Park, yet the cool breeze from the edge of the island felt miles away.
1: In the shadows... A group of stocking-capped people skulked down Broadway into one apartment building.
0: There, they terrorized the tenants within one apartment. Some clubbed the unsuspecting individuals with sticks, while the rest set about ravaging the home.
1: It was chaos. The toilet and television were smashed to pieces. Terrified, the tenants were unsure if they were being robbed or kidnapped. The act of vengeance was neither— it was to send a message to their neighbors.
0: The aggressors were members of the Sullivan Institute, a practice that called itself a therapy institution. In reality, it was a psychotherapeutic cult that claimed to follow the principles of psychologist Henry Stack Sullivan, a Freudian colleague.
1: The tenants in the apartment next door were the ones who had splashed paint across one of the Sullivan Institute's walls to protest its unethical practices. This was what triggered the vicious ransacking.
0: After the raid, the Sullivanians returned to one of the buildings it owned, which was less than a block away. There, they hunkered down, just in case anyone from the building they vandalized came knocking. When one of the tenants soon came to complain, he was greeted by an equally hostile response. According to New York Magazine, the man was beaten by more than a dozen members one of whom broke four knuckles punching the young boy in the face
1: one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson, and this is Cults, a Parcast Original. This is the 27th episode in our daily series on the strange prophecies made by different cults and their leaders. Throughout this month, we're taking a daily look at the myriad of apocalyptic predictions to try and uncover what makes these revelations so appealing. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Polson.
0: Hi, everyone. Today we're discussing the Sullivan Institute, a group that congregated on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City, and later Florida, from the late 1950s through 1991.
1: It all began with a Marxist, Spanish Civil War vet named Saul B. Newton. He decided in 1957 to found the Sullivan Research Institute, despite his lack of formal psychological training. Newton thought that he and his wife, Dr. Jane Pierce, might be able to introduce an entirely new norm. They wanted to reshape the family structure.
0: The nuclear family, or having two parents with children, did little to serve society. Newton's proposal was that his group would live together in a synthesis of submersive therapy and communal living.
1: One former member, Paul Sprecher, found the group by accident. He was browsing the classifieds for roommates in 1974. Instead, he came across an ad for a metropolitan utopia. It invited liberal, educated people who were often Jewish to dive into psychotherapy. This wasn't a call for lost souls looking to be saved. Sprecher himself was a Harvard graduate when he joined. He said what drew him in was the welcoming, nearly tribal sense of community.
0: It also didn't hurt, he noted, that sex was open and nearly mandated. There was a pervasive undercurrent of polyamorous sexual liberation within the group, which often crossed into therapy sessions themselves.
1: Sprecher told Gothamist... The therapist did not regard therapeutic boundaries with any respect at all. Everyone slept with everyone.
0: In keeping with this, even monogamous relationships were subject to being approved by Newton himself. During therapy sessions with his patients, he encouraged them to distance themselves from the rest of the outside world in favor of burrowing deeper into the Sullivanian community.
1: As the group edged more towards a regime, his wife, Dr. Jane Pierce, was allegedly pushed out. Newton later remarried, this time to a singer and director named Joan Harvey.
0: Harvey's arrival marked the group's spread into a theater collective downtown in the East Village. Yet the Sullivan Institute would soon forego its New York identity. The nuclear reactor meltdown in Pennsylvania in 1979, the Three Mile Island incident, prompted newton to declare manhattan was imminently doomed for obliteration
1: he encouraged a portion of the group to flee for orlando florida a loyalty litmus test those who didn't go were looked at as traitors
0: this was perhaps the beginning of newton's dementia after leaving manhattan the practices of the institute only sprawled into outer realms this included buying real estate in new york's catskill mountains and acquiring a fleet of motorcycles lest the members need to evacuate quickly.
1: Saul Newton died in 1991, which appeared to close the chapter of the Sullivan Institute for good, though former members still speak out about their experiences. Though doomsday was a more ethereal concept for the Sullivanians, the rumor that Newton had dedicated space in the Catskills for a, quote, secret steel-lined room with quarter-inch plates seems to indicate he wanted to be safe, rather than sorry.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the predictions of another cult.
1: You can catch our other episodes of Cults for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.